It's the Jim and Ann Show. Today we have special guest, Ben Fisher. Ben Fisher is the co-founder of Steady Demand, which specializes in local and in social. He's really been a local marketing expert for years. Social, he's been doing social media marketing for years. In fact, speaking about years, you've been pretty much in the SEO and marketing game since 1994. So yeah. uh, really, really old school. And uh, for the last several years, you've, really, you've been specializing in the Google business profile area, which you know used to be called Google My Business, and now is Google Business Profiles. And you are uh, probably, uh, you're one of the leading experts, if not the expert on Google business profiles. And um, but Ben, let's... Uh, Let's really start out with uh, the simple question. What is what is uh, the Google business profile and why should people care about it and how do you optimize for it? All right. So thank you, Jim and Ann, for having me. Two old friends. Gosh, we've known each other since, geez, 2001. Yep. Something like that. Uh, way, way back in the day. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So, you know, th- let's go with the basics first. Right. And, um, everybody just saying, you know, my Ben Fisher say demand Google business profile product expert, basically, which just means that I'm a diamond product expert for levels. Uh, just means that I work with Google on a daily basis and can influence the product and uh, basically help a lot. Um, okay. So, <clears throat> what is the Google business profile? Basically, anytime you do a search, right, you're going to, that has local intent, you're going to run into a Google business profile. The easiest way I like to explain that is, is if you're looking for, say, an Italian restaurant near me tonight, and you just have a hankering, it's like, you got to get some lasagna, right? What Google's going to do is, is, based on the intent, it's going to look up from, from a proximity standpoint and a relevancy standpoint, Um and of something that is basically prominent, which ties into relevancy anyway, but from a proximity and relevancy standpoint of places that are near you, literally, so you don't have to say near me if you don't want to, but there are near you that match your intent. And it's going to show you basically options based on that. So you're going to come up with, you know, Olive Gardens, probably, you know, maybe a Rosati's pizza or something like that. Um, which also can be influenced based on your previous behavior, but that's just standard Google organic search, right? Doing that. Um, And so that's basically it. It helps merchants at its core. It helps merchants find consumers and it helps consumers find merchants. And that's the basics of it actually. And Google is going to try and grab some data automatically, but you also can in a sense, claim it and fill out more information. And probably not everyone does that. (laughs) So (laughs) uh, 46% of Google business profiles are unclaimed. Um, How this works is that back in the day when Google first started Google Local, which was in, I think, 2007, they struck up a deal with Yellow Pages. And they basically imported all of Yellow Pages 
into Google Local. And these are all unclaimed profiles. They still, they don't do it to that degree today, uh, but that's what got a kickstarted. Today, what they do is, is, yes, they scrape data from online, and most people don't know this, from offline sources. So they can actually look at utility bills, internet bills, things like that, which are public record government-wise. And they can create a Google business profile based on that data if there is other correlating data around the internet. So you kind of have to geek out in semantic search to understand that, I guess. Well, let's, let's talk about that correlating data as well. I want to jump into what is what is yeah. that correlating data? What, yeah. what are these places where you also should be listed? Should it be consistent? Is there optimization methods in that? Consistency in the past meant a lot, right? Um, and you wanted to be consistent everywhere. You wanted to be consistent. Even down Joe's blog, you wanted to be consistent. Nowadays, it doesn't matter because, as we all know, we webmasters and people in SEOs screw everything up for everybody else eventually. Um, and citations went that way, too. We, they were just abused. <clears throat> so now things that are authoritative in nature are what actually matters from a data consistency perspective. Uh, authoritative in nature could be Yelp. It could be LinkedIn. It could be Better Business Bureau. Places like that, places that are not Facebook, Twitter, any social media site, actually, uh, you know, or Joe's blog. Again, you know, these are all low quality um, sources, basically, and they're not trusted. And so Google wants to have trusted information. That's why things like the BBB and LinkedIn, I don't know why LinkedIn, but, but LinkedIn uh, are considered as accurate and trustworthy. And then you have government sources and also offline sources. Those are almost always going to be something that can be trusted. So, um, so if Google what sees an example of an yeah. offline, uh, offline can be any publicly record city license databases, business license databases. Um, usually, like a, I have seen a utility bill. Believe it or not. Uh, that had the incorrect information in it, it was off by a couple of zip code um, numbers in the zip code. I've seen that create a Google business profile before as well. Okay. So, you know, you just want to make sure that your, your house is basically in order. Um, so that way Google's not creating duplicates, by the way, that's because that's, that's actually the side effect of this is if Google sees it and they create a new listing without your knowledge, then they can actually create a duplicate if you have a verified listing. And now all of a sudden this new one becomes the actual profile and your old one is gone. Mm. I've seen it. It's very rare, very rare <clears throat> that it happens, but when it does, it's earth shattering. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So, so that you have the ones which are unclaimed. Okay. Which is not the majority, by the way. Uh, the majority is more, I'm starting a business. So I'm going to just start a Google business profile from scratch. And you can get started by just going to business.google.com and click get started and you can start your, your business profile. The beautiful thing is, is this, is that a GBP is free. It's free. Damn. It's Google's giving you a way to make 90% of your new sales, which by the way, that's an actual stat too, is when you have a local GBP profile, 90% of your business is going to come from Google. So wow. it's huge. Um, you know, you marry that with the fact that 65% of queries are have local intent. 
Okay. So you marry those two things together. And if you don't have a Google business profile, you're crazy. Um, I hired a mobile mechanic and I haven't come over and look at my car. I was like, yeah. So it's like, uh, so are you, are you on Google business? And you know, can I leave a review? He's like, what's that? I was like, Oh dude, I was like, and you're struggling for work. Come on, man. And I set him up with a GBP three weeks later. He called me up. He's like, Holy crap. He's like, I literally am booked up for the two months now. I was like, wow. and I was like, great, fantastic. You give me a next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, so that's the basics of it. I mean, it's free. If you don't have it, you should create it. If it's out there, be claimed, claim it. And then you fill in every aspect of your Google business profile from there. Well, let's work our way up because, you know, all right, you filled it out. Is there such a thing as optimization? Is there description optimization as well? What is, what are, what are, what are ways to take it from just filling it out to having a better chance of being seen more? Sure. Yeah, I'm also wondering about the external signals. Uh, how much, <laughs> yeah, like Yelp reviews. And yep, no, how, they much, don't. how much of an impact all of those mm. internal signals? Yep. I know yeah. there are a lot of uh, talking about how you have to be all over all of those local platforms, not just <laughs> Google profile. Uh, and you have That's to be optimizing in Yelp, and you have to be getting reviews, and how much of an impact those have, and you have to go, you have to have all those local backlinks as well. So, external signals, something you don't have so much control over as internal signals. How, in your experience, how much yeah. do those? So, um, okay. Trying to think if I should conjoin the answer to this question or answer them separately. I want to start off with search theory, okay? Um, first, and that is, is this: is that for those of us who have been around for you know north of now thirty years, we know that uh, the way that we approached SEO before it was a term back in the day when the mindset of doing things that are going to be good for my business and doing things that are good for the person who is out there looking for me, the customer that I want. That's what mattered, right? That was SEO. Even getting links back, and I was just talking about this on my my webinar, even getting links back in those days, it wasn't about SEO. It was about getting links because I want a customer from this page. You know, if I sell to college students, I'm going to approach every college student I can. If I want architectural type clients, I'm going to go affect, I'm going to go after links from an architect's, you know, um, I'm sorry, from, a, from a, maybe a student that does architecture, right? Mm -hmm. So, but it's not because I want a link from an architectural page for SEO purposes. It was because I wanted that traffic. I wanted that customer. Back to now, today, right? Everybody, of course, will want to game the system. There's thousands upon thousands of SEOs out there. There's millions of businesses competing for the number one, 10 through three spot in this case. You know, so of course you have to employ tactics. But let's look at GMB as a whole, and then we'll take a look at the external. 
So internal versus external. So, uh, when it comes to GMB, there's actually not that many levers that you can pull. It's not like search where you have over 300 different signals, right? I think it's what, 360 last time, something like that. And um, so when it comes down to it, I like to say, fill out all the things, basically, right? However, do not stick keywords in those things because it's not going to help you. Um, I shared that, that link uh, with you, Jim, about the myths, for instance, right? Yes. Yep. One of the, the big myths in Google Business Profile that people have is, is okay, well, I'm going to just put keywords in every damn thing I can, and it's going to help me rank. Google trusts you as much as you trust somebody who wants to break into your house, because that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to break into Google's house. Okay. So given that, that also means that the information that you provide them in certain places of Google business profile have zero trust. Example, labels within Google business profile, which are meant to just help you kind of search things inside of the uh, Google business profile manager. Um, don't do anything. So if you want to label something as say Phoenix, Arizona, because that's where that client's at, fantastic. No problem. Uh, you know, or HVAC, for instance, because you want to find all your HVAC companies just by typing in HVAC. Great. That's okay. But if you're going to put in there the fact that you do uh, repair of oils and, you know, oil-based furnaces or things like that, then that's not going to help you. Adding keywords into basically anything else other than your business name in your Google business profile is not going to help you. So just fill it out the way it's supposed that you would fill it out if it was something for somebody else. For instance, the description, the, it's in GBP. I think you get up to what, 300 characters, right? And it shows up great in mobile and it shows up even sometimes on de desktop. Uh, descriptions are meant for the user to read a description about your company and what you offer, not for search. Uh, adding posts or hashtags, gosh into, I'm sorry, keywords into posts or hashtags into posts. This is not social media, people. Go back to Facebook. <laughs> the, the, hash, the hashtags are non-linkable. Google does not even pay attention to them. Um, and then if you start adding keywords into there, into your posts, again, it kind of doesn't matter. Uh, the only place it does matter is when you're doing a, adding a question and answer to your profile and if the keyword matches one of your posts it might bring in a post as an answer but that's again something useful to a user it's not useful to google yeah. um where things do matter in google business profile what are the levers that you can pull the levers that you can pull are going to be very simple there's three total three and that's going to be the name of your business we can get to that but having keywords in your business name will help for the most part, depending on where you are in the country and your category. I saw you have questions on that one. Well, no, I was bringing up the name of our company. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Internet marketing, link ninjas. No. <laughs> so, but, um, so yeah, so the name of your company is going to be one big factor. Your primary category is your biggest factor. This is something that you're not going to manipulate, by the way. 
it's you are what you are. <laughs> That's all there is to it. Um, you pick your category based on who you are, not what you do. Okay. So that's the question you ask. Who are you? Not what do you do? Like for instance, you're a link builder, you're a content creator, right? But who you are is, is you're a marketing agency. That's what you actually are. Or internet marketing agency, actually. Um, so category, number one. Underneath of category, I say, I say it's the same thing, basically, your subcategories. But again, only choose categories which are relevant to you unless you are actually selling ice cream. And in that case, then I think you should add ice cream manufacturer to your thing. Um, or in the case of how I the, the example I'd really love to give is if you really do underwater basket weaving, you should add that as a subcategory. Believe it or not, there is actually a business category for underwater basket weaving. Just saying. Wow. Yeah. Who would, have, who would have known? Yeah. <laughs> um, so... There's that. The URL, in some most circumstances, the URL that you point to is going to also impact your ranking just a little bit, not much. And then finally, the review, how can I put this? Reviews and review ratings up to a certain point, the copy of the review which you are given has influence as well, not replies given. Um, although I've heard that's actually going away. So, um, but that's it. That is literally it. Now, and on to your question, because it's extremely important. And that is, is the external factors to Google business profiles actually probably matter more. Okay. Now, because we've talked about the three things that you can do. Now let's talk about the things that you absolutely should be paying attention to. You're going to love this, Jim. So I'm going to lead out with a couple of different things. The links that you have and are building for yourself, for your website, are important. Because search and local, the search and local algorithms are tied together. Well, it's more like it's on top. So basically, anything that you do from an organic search perspective is going to impact your local. Okay? So when you're building links to build up the authority of your own website and the relevancy of your own website, the prominence of your own website, that's gonna impact on, a lo on the local level as well. So everything's kind of working together. So you can keep you can double dip. We're writing wonderful content so that the site now gets ideally citations, which help it to be more trusted. Right, so content. Just content. To be kind of SEO political correct. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, very true. Very true. We'll call it link. We'll just call it what it is. Link earning. How's that? Yeah, so no, that's, that's it is. Yeah. So, but the thing is, is so I mean, links are only one part of it, anyway, of course, right? So the next part, of course, is going to come down to your content. We all know that Google sources tons of information by scraping. Um, just like we scrape Google, they scrape us. And so, but the thing is, is that Google's using the information to become a lot more informed as to what you do. But again, by collaborating the information that you provide on your website with information that it finds from around the web, right? Uh, so if it can corroborate the fact that, you know, you do underwater basket weaving and you are located in San Diego, then it's going to understand that you are probably a San Diego underwater basket weaving company, right? With opening hours and blah, 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 blah. So that's why the content that's on the website is also extremely important. 
Uh, we haven't talked about these things yet, but there's something which is called a justification. A justification is what you see at the bottom of a Google Business Profile card, usually. So if say you're doing a search for underwater basket weaving, you come up with three underwater basket weaving companies, and it says under there, there might be a little star that says their website mentions, boom, training, classes, courses, underwater basket weaving, whatever. So that's where that comes into play. So not only is informing the entire ecosystem of Google what you do, your content, but it's also informing local at the same time and providing that information based on intent and query. Um, and a lot of things do this, by the way. Reviews do it. Posts do it. You know, the services and the product section of Google My Business or Google Business Profile. Uh, also flows into these justifications. So it's justifying the search intent with a result. All right, so back to this. So links, content, engagement factors, very underlooked. And that is, is that so when you have photos, reviews, questions and answers, posts, all of these things, every single one of these has an, a, uh, a stat that's associated with it in one form or another. Posts have clicks and impressions. Photos have impressions. You know, the Q&A probably has internally, they know how many people are clicking or looking or viewing. Uh, you know, Google has a terminology called a viewport, right? The viewport is, is, is basically what a user actually sees when they're looking at a surface in Google. A surface could be like going into Google Maps, for instance. But every time you pan around that map and a Google local business profile shows up, that is a view from a viewport. And that is considered an engagement signal, basically. So the more views and from that viewport that you have, the more prominent your profile is. And the more prominent it is, then the basically the more popular it's going to be and the more they want to surface you for those intents. How personalized is it? Um, maybe it's it one to how 10. often you do a search maybe <laughs> and what yeah. you think about every time. Kind of. I mean, I don't know if you remember the days where it's like people would like, they'd be doing tests like of pogo sticking, right? you know, on profiles, or they would do like, oh, well, I'm just going to go to, you know, XYZ service and where I can trade views basically on my Google business profile, things like that. Um, it's important, but it's not, it's three out of 10, if I had to give an importance scale. Stop, marketers, look around.